Hey, welcome to Pumpkin Spice Podcast. This is the Summer Road Trip Series. I'm Rob Schulte, and with me as always... Graham Young. Hey, Graham. I am really digging our uh, attention to detail, our dedication to uh, the spice, if you will. Yeah, yeah, let the spice flow. Man, and I gotta tell you, it's... It's been a little nuts lately. If we're going to be uh, 100, I I posted about our show in the Friendly Fire subreddit, which is another show that I produce, and people gave us some great attention. It wasn't like huge, not a big fanfare, but it looks like we might have gained some new listeners. So if you came from there, I want to say thanks because I love Friendly Fire. I love working with Ben and Adam and John Roderick on that and their other show, Greatest Generation. And it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And it's to, so to all of our new listeners, uh, welcome. And let's discuss tonight's film. Maniac Come 2. You'll be screaming blue murder. I'll just go ahead and say this. I absolutely love this movie. So um, good. So much fun. I think this is one of the best um, sequels to any horror film ever. But if... Let's just say that if you're a fan of action films and great stunt work and also a fan of horror films, Maniac Cop 2 is a perfect marriage of both. I love the merging of two entities that make one great product. It's kind of like shampoo and conditioner in one. It is such a great combination. And for uh, part two, William Lustig returns and he coincidentally thinks that this is his best film that he's ever made. Good for him. Good for uh, him, man. Um, I think this is his second best film. Um, I still think that his best film is uh, Vigilante. And whatever you have to do outside, don't get caught. Because you don't want your ass back in here. Maniac Cop 2 is a very close second. You want to tell me what Vigilante's about? Um, it stars Robert Forster, and he takes on uh, a gang uh, almost single-handedly, Fred Williamson comes in to, to to help him out. But it is a great, gritty, New York City sort of vigilante film. And if you're a fan of William Lustig, if you've, if you've seen the Maniac Cop films and like those, check out Vigilante. It is uh, great. And I, in and, and saying that, I, I just want to add that I think that William Lustig is one of those American filmmakers that doesn't get the credit he deserves. And I think one of the reasons, uh, Rob, uh, Maniac Cop 2 was never released in the theaters. Well, in America. and it, Yeah, that's right. Uh, everywhere, like, uh, it, it internationally played in theaters, uh, but in America, it came out uh, straight to VHS. Well, uh, apparently, they got a better deal, um, like more money, essentially, to take the straight-to-video. But New Line Cinema, I guess, yeah. offered them theatrical release which would have probably been more money over time yeah the studio sort of took the safe bet with the vhs uh straight to vhs plan but um it is very cool that new line cinema our friends at new line cinema uh wanted to uh distribute the film so um yeah pretty cool sometimes much like claudia christian 
You have to take the safe bet for money. Yes. Um, Rob, do you... So I, I'm taking it with that being said, you want to discuss Claudia Christensen in the film? I will will do that in shortly. First, okay. I want to head on over to IMDb just so our listeners can know the storyline. All right? Oh, okay. Gotcha. And this storyline comes from... Uh, I can't pronounce his name, but in between his Jeromir and Grohl... Uh, he's got a quotation name of Vasago. Don't. It's probably a reference to a film. Anyway, the storyline goes: Officer Matt Cordell, the undead cop, returns from the grave again. This time, he is after the criminals who murdered him in the prison, and he is not doing that because he wants to forgive them. Okay. Hey, he put his own little flair on it. Graham, why don't you introduce us to the players? Gotcha. Well, this film stars uh, Robert Davi. If you're a Goonies fan, he was one of the uh, the criminals. Uh, he's the main villain in License to Kill, the James Bond film. Uh, he's a he's one of the FBI agents in Die Hard. Um, he's a solid, really good actor, um, and he sort of takes the place of Bruce Campbell uh, as the lead. Although Bruce Campbell is in this film, he just uh, spoiler alert does not last very long. Well, and a lot of people, like, I mean, I'm going to lift the curtain a little bit, Graham, but uh, a lot of times, you know, people will say things on YouTube videos or whatever when I'm watching other people's reviews and thoughts on the film that, like, uh, you know, Lustig thought it would be cool or Cohen thought it would be cool to kill these people right off at the beginning, you know, being Bruce Campbell and Lorene Landon. But I have... Who was also great, by the way. Oh, of course, but... I have a feeling that Bruce Campbell was like, I'm not doing this fucking movie. And so he died off early. You know, they paid him for two scenes or whatever. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Um, He famously does not like these films. Bruce, I don't know if you're listening, but you should really give these films a second chance. I've read that he... He was going through a kind of a difficult time in his personal life. He was going through a divorce. And so he just kind of has bad memories of just that time. And Maniac Cop just happened to be the film he was making at that time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Bruce, you really need to take pride in the fact that Maniac Cops 1 and 2 are fantastic. And you're one of the reasons why it is so fantastic. So... Big up yourself. Yeah, um, and thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we go in there. Uh, Lorene Landon, like I said, was back again. She dies fairly early too, but she's got that great scene with the chainsaw where she attacks uh, Cordell, the maniac cop. I was going to point out just real quickly that I thought it was interesting that both uh, Jack Forrest, uh, Bruce Campbell's character, and Officer Teresa Malroy, Lorene uh, Landon's character, were both killed by neck injuries oh true bruce was stabbed and malroy was uh had her neck snapped yeah and so i don't know if that was intentional i just thought that was interesting yeah it might have just been easy i also noticed or maybe i overlooked but it didn't seem like when they pulled the sheet off of bruce campbell that he had a neck injury in the hospital or the morgue Ah, oh, yeah Maybe I'll have to go back and look again. I was watching this movie for free on YouTube because some saint has uploaded it there. Quality may not be what it could be. I gotcha. I got you. Well, I'll uh, alert Lars Urich. Even <laughs> though this, this isn't music, but still, like he, yeah. 
we lost a fan. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Lars. <laughs> it must be visiting hours. So Robert Zadar is back, obviously, but they made the... Um, they made his mask uh, more detailed, a lot like the Phantom of the Opera and more zombie-like, but they kept the scars in the right position. Uh, apparently, he hated it. He hated yes. all that new makeup. So that was a problem, but apparently he struck a deal with William Lustig that uh, Lustig's like, if you do it, I'll send you and your girlfriend to Hawaii. Yeah, I thought that was very cool of Lustig. Like, not only you, but also your girlfriend. He could have yeah. said, send just Robert, but that shows you what kind of a cool guy Lustig is. Yeah, he could have sent him to like Miami. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Do you know that like Lustig like went to Hawaii and was like, man, Robert would love this place. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we've been doing this thing that's going to come up more in our Child's Play series. But Graham, we do have one more character I would like to discuss. That's uh, Claudia Christian's character. But I would like to set the scene like we're at the water cooler or coffee machine. Ah, Graham. Uh, happy to see you again. It's another Monday, am I right? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Back at the office. Did you have a good weekend? Well, I watched an interesting movie. Oh, really? Yeah. What was it? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of film. Okay, gotcha. Well, have you ever seen a movie where an actress suffered a miscarriage and the movie lost its insurance? Not that I know of. <laughs> Is it the most random thing I could... Bro- okay, yeah, back in character. Um, yeah, uh, totally. It, it was really cool. I, I usually... Really uh, cool? Well, well, not not cool. Like, it, it just in the sense that, like, I'm gonna have in- to report you to HR. It's interesting in the sense because, like, when I usually go to rent a movie from Blockbuster, oh, of um, course, as we all do, I don't give a hoot and hanny about the plot. I care about what happened behind the scenes. Do they offer directors commentaries on VHS tapes? They just started. I yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> oh man, it, it's so incredible to me because I don't want to be like apocryphal or anything, but there's a lot of stuff going on around Claudia Christian. Yeah, she had a miscarriage, but apparently didn't tell anyone she was pregnant when she was getting the physical for this movie, as most actors go through, especially when they're going to do stunts. Yes, and she had. A script ahead of time, and it's just so sad because apparently she had trouble with alcohol addiction as well, which probably had something to do with her mood, her you know all of. And we're things. we're not judging. We're no, not judging, no, it's but yeah, just yeah, really, really sad because yeah, she had to have been just having a ton of problems if she needed to take a movie she didn't want to do for the paycheck be willing to do stunts even though she knew she was like three months pregnant that is ugh. well yeah and and apparently yeah she was hard to work with but i i imagine so yeah i mean nowadays if you're gonna star in a movie that you know involves you getting out of a chair and walking around they do a test to make sure that you're able to uh, handle everything you're given in the film
the uh, production crew lost their insurance uh, over the miscarriage and uh, they were forced to finish basically uh, kind of breaking their uh, union rules, I guess. Yeah. Um, Well, and do you know what apparently Robert Davi said to Claudia Christian when they started filming again? Apparently he said, now you won't be a hormonally imbalanced B word. Yeah. Yeah. So the fuck. So Robert Davi, I should have said that I should have said this earlier. Robert Davi is a great actor. Okay. That being said, he's a little bit of a jerk in real life from what we've read. I mean, we don't know the guy personally. He could be the nicest guy in the world. Uh, but yeah, that does not uh, make you look too cool. Uh, and uh, if you're looking for any kind of sympathy from Robert Davi, well, you can shove it up your ass. <laughs> also, how many cigarettes does he smoke in this movie? I mean, a I, lot. I, I used to smoke cigarettes too, and I can't imagine smoking as much as this character. I- Yeah, it was kind of going for, I mean, on top of like the these amazing action part of this film and, and the horror stuff, there's kind of a noir vibe as well. Oh, yeah. And it's just basically like William Lustig put all of these genres in a blender and effortlessly molded this amazing film together. It's it really I it's a, I would love to see Maniac Cop in the theater. And um, two, Maniac Cop 2 in the theater. And I know that reels exist in English, you know, without subtitles. And if anybody has a 35 millimeter reel of that, uh, Rob and I are prepared to make an offer. Subscribe to our Patreon and we will give you a discount. Yes. We need that 35 millimeter. We need to make something happen. We got connections at Draft House. You know what? Fuck that. We got connections at Austin Public Access. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, unfortunately, this doesn't fall into the public domain, but... Um, True. Okay. Word has We'll it, make it happen. Well, I was going to say, uh, the word has it someone at Public Access is wanting to put together a public domain movie show. So, um, maybe... Fly me out for that. Yeah, I think it would be pretty cool. I'm trying to find a host, but... Um, I'm hey. rambling. I'm oh, you got get... a host right here, man. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm trying to find, like, because I've been thinking about, like, Goulardi. Um, and uh, what is that guy's name? Um, Mark Zuckerberg. I'll it, um, I'll think of it here in just a second. Robin Williams. He would be like, um, oh, oh, mother, get back in your cage. Get back in your cage, mother. I'll give you a piece of meat, mother, to eat. But don't bite my hand, mother. I already said Robin Williams. That is, yeah, that is pretty close to, uh, Zachary. Zachary is his name. If you've never heard of Zachary, look him up on, uh, YouTube because he's hysterical, um, and really funny. But yeah, he, he, like, keep his mother in a cage. What? Uh, What? What? And he would never, you'd never see his mom, but he'd be like, oh, mother, oh, oh, mother, you can get back in your cage. I need to meet mother. Oh. I need more context, Graham. Um, and well, he would, he would just dress up like a maniac and he would host these horror movies. And of course he would come oh, on the commercial breaks. Okay. So and, he hosted horror movies and this was like a character. Yeah. He would, he would host public domain movies. Oh, I did. I missed that. Somewhere. Yeah, like horror, <laughs> horror domain movies, yeah. Um, okay, okay. The same as Goulardi, and Goulardi's son is... 
Drum roll. Paul Thomas Anderson. Whoa. Yeah, his dad was Google. I can't remember his er, Ernie Anderson. I I'm sorry if that's incorrect, um, but he was a public access or not maybe not public access, but he was a horror f- film host uh, at night in Cleveland, and then they moved to Los Angeles where he was kind of doing the same thing. I think. No, he was okay. You know that Paul Thomas Anderson's dad was the voice of the Love Boat. Really? Like the boat yeah, like, itself? He did like all the commercials. For- Saturday, the Love might sink we got so off topic it's okay because this movie isn't like like it's fun to watch and it's great but the story's pretty cut and dry it is but there is at least one aspect of this movie i'd really like to unpack okay at a certain point in the movie about an hour in or so cordell the maniac cop meets the big bearded serial killer guy yes right i was blown away that he helped this horrible like assault killer get out of the apartment when he's trying to attack that woman and then hang out with him in his apartment. They yeah. hang out together. They have yeah. a conversation. And it later becomes that like he needs him to team up with other criminals so they can get into Sing Sing and the maniac cop can kill the people that killed him. Yeah. But that's not really a huge revelation. Like, it is, but it's like he still hangs out with, like, a guy in his apartment. And it has as much of a conversation as you can when you don't really talk. But, like, it's weird. It's like they're buds. And no other slasher killer, I think, could ever do this. And, and this movie just barely pulls it off. Just because it's so wildly weird. That's the... Again, I'm praising Lustig left and right. That's his magic. And we're going to add another genre to the mix. And that's sort of like the Hangout movie. Like like Rio Bravo or Days Confused. Those are sort of like Hangout films. Like you just kind of hang out with the characters. And they feel like, you know, if you haven't watched the movie in a long time, it feels like, you know, old friends or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the maniac cop and the serial killer are kind of like your old friends that you're just kind of hanging with. It's it's just wild. I get, I was sitting there thinking like, what if Jason Voorhees just like decided not to kill someone and follow them back to their cabin and like sit by a fire while the other person just chatted with them? Yeah, it's it great. Work. It doesn't work, but it like somehow it does. That's that's the sign of a true filmmaker when you can say only this person could have pulled this off. Only Lustig could have pulled this off and made it work. I said the same thing about uh, Paul Verhoeven with L, the movie oh, L from yeah. 2016. Only Lustig could have pulled this off. You never cared for me. You're never my friend. When they are in the prison, there's an incredible stunt. Oh my God. Maniac Cop 2, the entire film is amazing. But the last 20 minutes, your jaw will be on the ground. And I think this movie has some of the best stunt work I have ever seen in a movie. That that stunt was crazy. Robert, Rob and I are highly recommending this movie, okay? You need to see this movie. I can't believe that two stuntmen catch on fire 
and fall from what looks to be like a million stories tall. But I'm sure I counted. Like, I counted seven. I watched sure. that scene again, and I counted seven. Seven stories up. Now I don't remember. Do you see them fall and from the same shot hit the bus that they land on, and then it, it cuts to inside the bus, or do they fall? And then it cuts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. Um, if I remember correctly, it, it cuts to them falling, and then they sort of right when they hit the the bus, it cuts to the interior. So they do hit it, um, but it has the. But it, I don't think they fell through. Yeah. And so they took the cut where they actually fall through um, it, from the from the interior of the bus. That is nuts, and I, I I'm assuming that those are like. Uh, styrofoam bricks falling with them but, but it looks they're so falling good. pretty fast oh yeah like again this movie is so cool and i think i really strongly believe that um where or should i say where are those stunt people's academy awards yeah I, it's still where it's, are they the stunt people uh, you have said it before i think you said it last year but like man stunt people need to be awarded at the academy awards like it is I, I wouldn't have thought that if you wouldn't have told me, but I am right. Oh. I am on the same page as you. Like, look who the world's greatest stunt person is now. Tom Cruise. <laughs> this guy is insane. Like, I haven't <laughs> seen the new Mission Impossible, but good Lord. Don't you uh, understand that he has special powers, which makes him cool at being a stuntman? It makes him pretty much, I don't know, this guy's just a it's maniac like, you know, in the like best way. I can drive on the highway and I can see a car wreck and I, whew, pow, you know, and it's like. This is it. This is exactly it. Being a Scientologist, when you drive past an accident, it's not like anyone else. As you drive past, you know you have to do something about it because you know you're the only one that can really help. That's that's actually why I think Tom Cruise is so interesting to me because like he's involved in Scientology and that's kind of like weird and everything. Not kind of weird, that is weird. But he's like a movie star, but I actually think he's also like a really good actor. Uh, case in point, like Born on the Fourth of July or uh, yeah, Magnolia. The guy is like, really good at his job. He's amazing at his job, but then he like, like, just comes off as this real life superhero and it it comes off so well you're like really scratching this your head you're like oh i wonder who would make him think that he's larger than life superhero oh yeah man would it be could uh, it be a mr miscavige a mr david miscavige david's miscavige if you're listening we're listening yeah, we're always listening. And you and your buddy Tom can go on your stupid motorcycle rides together all you want, but you're not fooling anyone. Yeah, Call me dude. an SP. I don't care. See, I'm actually of the opinion of let Tom go. I think they have some dirt on him, and that's why he he doesn't want to leave. I don't think they have dirt on Tom. I think they have dirt on Travolta. I think that's been made fairly clear. Um, I think Tom came from, I mean, I don't know all the rules, but I, or rumors, but I, th- I think that he had a bad childhood if I remember correctly. And well, he is from Jersey, but probably lost all of New Jersey right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I think like Tom has been in a position since his youth that he is a star. 
And he's finally put in a position where he is in real life, in his reality, the actual star that he tries to portray in the heroes of all of these movies. Because he is a hero to a ton of people that are brainwashed. Sure. Uh, and you make a good point, Rob. But but here's the thing. Like, you're right. He is a movie star. And movie stars need to be liked by a lot of people. And, like, I think most, at least people in America think that Scientology is pretty weird. You know? And he's got to know that he could become even more popular if he wasn't involved with this cult and he can become super popular if he um, sort of took the church down. Well, only time will tell and gave away all their secrets. So uh, Tom, if you want to destroy Scientology and um, uh, join the pumpkin spice podcast, we have a third microphone. Yeah. And you're also going to be uh, given more powers if you join us. So oh. whatever powers they give you, we'll give you more. We're going to have the first podcast with stunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we, need, and we need a movie star and a stunt person. Tom. I'm just saying. Join like, us. Like William Lustig, we're putting all these awesome ingredients in a blender. How do I get a celebrity around here? <laughs> you know, we've obviously given our feelings on this movie, but we would, I would be remiss if I didn't continue with my review read from IMDb. And okay. this one is a pretty shitty, shittily crafted review. So I won't say who it's by. I sometimes do. I don't, sometimes don't anyway. Um, well, actually, I will because they didn't put their name. They've got a screen name, and it is Info Freak. So they were probably listening to Corn while they wrote this. I don't know. <laughs> uh, a lot of it is a recap of the story, which I don't think is like amazing for a review. But uh, they let you know that they're a big fan of the Maniac Cop movie, which is one of the great exploitation taglines, or that it had one of the great exploitation taglines. Which, as we all know, you have the right to remain silent forever. And then, towards the end of it, it says, Many people, including William Lustig himself, think Maniac Cop 2 is the best in the series. But I still prefer the original. This one's still great, fun to watch, and I highly recommend it to exploitation fans. The third movie in the series, however, was a major disappointment. You'd be better off skipping it and watching Lustig and Cohen's overlooked Uncle Sam instead. It isn't their best work, but it's a lot of fun. Okay. Have you, have you seen Uncle Sam? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Okay, maybe we'll and, have to visit that soon enough. But what do you think about this? Well, I can tell you right now, this guy says he prefers the original to uh, Maniac Cop 2, and I have some friends that feel the same way, and it they, their argument is always they kill off Bruce Campbell in the first 17 minutes of the film. You know, they're just, they're just big Bruce Campbell fans. Yeah, I could be a fan of some, but you could still, like, I don't know. I like Bruce Campbell as well, but this movie is better. Dude, Bruce Campbell rules. You watch Evil Dead to see Bruce Campbell. Maniac Cop is like a bunch of different stuff, and, and Bruce Campbell is just a great 
uh, part of that. Absolutely. Uh, and the fact that he dies so quickly, it's kind of a shock, just like uh, Janet Lee in uh, Psycho. We say this, that, you know, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts really helps. And I'm not just like regurgitating what you're supposed to say in podcasts like we have a patreon page for people who like our show enough that they want to give us three or five dollars but not all people can do that and i completely understand that so if you're having fun with the show please leave us a rating and review because it's the only way that really like helps us be uh, out there for other listeners i mean itunes just did like a a specialty movie fanatics podcast page on iTunes for Apple podcasts. And they left out some major movie shows. And so if these movie podcasts aren't even getting added to lists like this, that shows you like the position that we're in. And you don't have to, I, I don't have delusions of grandeur here, but if you like the show, please let people know by leaving us a rating and a review. And if you don't like the show, also spread the word because I'm always looking for a new enemy. Well, you can reach Graham at his email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Graham, uh, should we watch Maniac Cop 3 next? I think we're going to try to brave it. I've actually never, I've never seen Maniac Cop uh, 3, but Lustig has never made a movie that I didn't like. Uh, so we'll see if uh, it ends uh, next episode. So the end of the Maniac Cop series is Maniac Cop 3. Correct. Okay. Well, we, we have to then. And then we'll yeah. only be like a couple weeks away from the new season of Pumpkin Spice Podcast. Exactly. I keep saying uh, it like that. We're going, let's, let's do the reveal, Graham. We're going to be having... Well, definitely during the Oh, you don't want to save it? You don't want to save it? I mean, we we like to think at Pumpkin Spice Podcast, this is like a Christopher Nolan movie. We keep things top secret. Okay, we keep it top secret. But I think we should advise people that it would be of their benefit and ours to stay subscribed and to maybe visit our Patreon page. Well, how about this, Rob? How about you give them a hint? Can you give them a hint without giving it away? We've done a summer series, we're about to do a fall series, and I have plans for the future. Is that a good enough hint? I, it practically yeah, I gives think, it away, but- I think so. There's a few details that have not been expressed. Um, I think it's very important to show that we are like really dedicating ourselves to this podcast now. We had two years of practice, and- I think this is going to be our, you know, one of the most fun seasons yet. And I'm including this Maniac Cop series in there. Um, yeah. We've really found our flow, or at least we found our comfort in making this show. And I don't want to wait another year. You know, and what really helped me with that, Rob? Yeah? Heroin. <laughs> okay. Better believe me if they think I'm lying. When he show up, yeah. people start dying. He's out for vengeance and he can't be stopped. That's why they call him the Maniac Cop. You have the right to remain inside. <laughs>